0: Ask you not like serious stuff, but like we, you know, we used to always have so many conversations, and then like I, I hadn't seen you, and like I've seen from afar now so many things that have kind of happened in your life, so yeah, yeah, even like yeah. I didn't know you just got married, so yeah, we yeah. have a lot well, that, of that's
1: very on. recent news, that was like you know a mm-hmm. month ago, so right, yeah,
0: okay, well, um, well, let's just jump in. Uh, I have, I like you're one of the few people actually made a list and <laughs> did some research for, us, so I have some questions, but hmm. um, just, just go ahead and introduce yourself, and, and then we'll go from there.
1: Okay. Hey, uh, I'm Aaron newman i am a lego building artist uh i have been doing this for you know pretty much since i was old enough to put lego pieces together just kind of kept building um Mm -hmm. i recently appeared on lego masters season one on fox uh, earlier this year
0: okay uh so where are you from just kind of give me your, your background
1: yeah um my family is uh from california and i'm back there with them now but i recent most recently lived in new hampshire where i was for about two years that was a really nice uh excursion uh, me and my then girlfriend very soon after that fiance very soon after that wife uh we had a really mm-hmm. wonderful time there on the east coast and uh, new england will always have a really special place in our hearts because of the time we spent there
0: Okay. So you and I met because I used to actually be your barber when you were That's an right. undergrad uh, at yeah. UCLA. Exactly and right. yes, it's weird because we we we've, we've had a couple of different connections. So for, for me, I moved out here for film and visual media. And at that time you were a theater major, correct? That's right. right. Exactly yes. right. Um, you were an actor. So like we we always would talk about that. And then Somewhere along the lines, I think as you were getting closer to graduation, uh, not to say that it wasn't always going, already going on, but I think mm-hmm. you had started sharing more with me how you were kind of getting into like Lego block artistry and all these things. And that blew my mind because mm-hmm. anybody in my family will attest to you. It's the same thing as you. Like since I was a child, I love Legos and I would yeah. build so many different things with Legos. but. Like so many of us, which is part of the reason why I I did that video with you on on global influence and why I want to actually do this podcast is I think so many of us have these dreams or these goals. But from so many different areas and angles, we're told they're not realistic and they're not attainable or sustainable. But you and, and for me personally, what I've personally witnessed, you have one of the most purest stories and just saying you know what this is what I want to do it's right. unconventional but I'm gonna go for it and you yeah. went for it and it was working then let alone what has happened since we last spoken right uh, but yeah man yeah go ahead Go ahead. oh
1: no I mean that, that that's really uh it's funny you say that because um as you mentioned I was a theater major uh when I came to UCLA and a lot of times people look at acting or theater as that kind of dream where you're like, oh, you know, Mm -hmm. so many naysayers is a really hard business. You know, you got to work real hard to break in. You have to be a starving artist. All of these things people will tell you if you're going into the field of entertainment, a lot of which are, you know, founded in some harsh realities about being Mm -hmm. in business. You have to really, um, you know, hustle. You have to really slog through. Um, So it's funny that I kind of jumped ship from that, unrealistic vision to pursue something that's even more niche and even more crazy in a certain way. Um, But I feel like that, that
0: prepped and primed you for that though.
1: That well, yeah, in a certain way, I think um, it's funny because a lot of times, you know, the, the narrative that you might get on like a movie or in, in life in general is like, Oh, my parents wanted me to be a lawyer or a doctor, but I just had to be an actor. It's funny because (laughs) my story was more like my perception was everyone thinks I should be an actor but I really want Mm -hmm. to be doing this Lego thing instead. I had a ton of amazing mentors in my uh, training program. And, you know, even before that, and huge amount of family support in the acting, um, you know, dream that I had had. So I thought, Mm -hmm. well, if I don't do this, I'm going to be disappointing all of these people. But it was actually one of my theater teachers to whom I am forever indebted, who basically said, no, Aaron, you know, all these people just want you to be happy, and you have to do what, you know, where you're, you have to follow your own artistry to wherever that leads you. And, um, you know, through that's advice like that, I basically came to realize, well, I enjoy theater. I enjoy being an actor, mostly because I love the people in this world. I love my theater friends. I love the energy of working on something collaboratively. Um, but my true artistic passion was and has always been in building lego uh and honestly it was something where i you know i loved it i loved doing it more but i also loved the process and that's something that i think is really important because in a creative field um a lot of the time there's all this work behind the scenes that goes into something like uh you know be it uh, a play for instance we have all the rehearsal but aside from you know rehearsal if you get to rehearsal you're doing great there's also all of the auditioning right. and the, you know, life of uncertainty and the, um, you know, having to hold down a survival job and all these sorts of things. Yes. Um, yes and yes. in a lot of ways, the entertainment industry, one of the really awesome things about it is that it's so collaborative, but the reverse edge, the double-edged sword on that is that it is one of the art forms you basically have to have other people give you permission to do unless you're going to mm-hmm. you know, go out with some friends, take a camera and shoot something, which also is amazing, but it's still collaborative. Right. Lego building, on the other hand, is um, in most cases, it's a very solitary art form where you kind Mm -hmm. of get to direct yourself, do it on your own terms. um, And, you know, as we've learned in the in the quarantine here, or I have found out, I'm especially lucky because this is an art form that I can really do from the comfort and safety of my home. Um, So all of the things about that, like the lifestyle But also the process of being a Lego artist, Mm -hmm. the photographing, the, you know, digital inputting a design and then making instructions for it for a client or, you know, just solving problems using this sort of limited medium. I mean, these are things that I just love in a way that I never loved dance classes or acting classes or going auditioning. You know what I mean. If I you want to be an artist, I feel like you have to be not just invested in the final product, and not just enjoying the final product, but enjoying the whole process, the process. every step of the way. And for me, this is that thing, which is why I ultimately decided to pursue it.
0: Absolutely, man. That, that was that was there was so much in there to to, to dive into. But first, um, at what age would you say your your talent level or your interests? W- changed or progress from just building Legos to like these are pieces of art that I want to create even whether anybody else saw them as art but for you
1: yeah that's I mean that's a, a good question um as a I also teach kids um, using Lego bricks mm-hmm. and you know kids are mm-hmm. they love to build Lego and they're always so proud of what they've made they love to create yes. something new and to them this is an expression an artistic expression and that mm-hmm. um I think has always been true for me things that i've created i'm like proud of this this is something that i put my vision into and even if that was just like you know at age five building a a, you know modified star wars starship or something that's still something where i had a point of view that i was was putting in and making it my own so that's kind of been Mm -hmm. there the whole time but in terms of um shifting from you know casual fan or you know like a kid right into mm-hmm. um there are kind of two two phases into this development. One is going from mm-hmm. a child fan to um a more in-depth hobbyist and AFOL is the AFOL, adult fan of LEGO is the commonly used acronym. Okay. And there's the you know TFOL, teenage fan of LEGO. So I kind of went from child to T Full to AFOL, whatever. Um, but mm-hmm. the transition in that sense um was propelled by by two things. One Uh, my discovery of the online lego community which is actually quite sizable a lot of adult fans builders Mm -hmm. people who love to share their work um, and talk about lego and you know discuss the newest products or what they think the future might hold or contribute creatively to this community finding that was a huge deal for me because that was something where you know i as a kid was sort of on the older end for your average lego consumer and a lot of my friends were falling off the wagon so to speak uh you know uh it was something i was realizing that i wanted to i still loved and i still enjoyed but that i had to kind of find my own space um -hmm. where where that would still be relevant and still be um uh you know for lack of a better word acceptable i mean As much as I've been a Lego fan my whole life, there was a period where I was a little bit in the closet about it, you know, just for (laughs) social survival reasons, frankly. Um, In any case, uh, so the online Lego community was one thing that happened that Mm -hmm. um, helped me transition from kid fan to adult fan. And the other thing that really helped, you know, in a way it hurt, but it really helped Um, when... Mm -hmm. We were going, my family and I moved right before I went into middle school. And that was a really tough transition for me. And during that time, um, I kind of retreated into Lego building and other creative um, endeavors uh, just, you know, as sort of a a, a response. Like your safe space, your comfort zone. Exactly, exactly right. Um, And in doing so, I came to realize how much I really loved doing this. It was, you know, always something I enjoyed, but then it became more than that. It became something that had a really meaningful space in my life and continued to going through theater school. Even, you know, I'm like stressed Mm -hmm. out or there's a big, you know, test or who knows I would turn to the Lego because that was the thing that made me feel best and made me feel most myself and most at home. So having that kind of meaningful relationship with the brick and also discovering the online community and a place where my enthusiasm and my art continue to grow. That was a big deal. Mm -hmm. So that's the transition from kid to adult fan. There are some people who have a different transition where they, um, you know, love it as a kid, fall out of touch with it for a few years. It's something that we like to call a dark age, you know, and then rediscover (laughs) it in adulthood being like, wow, these are actually still really cool. There's a ton of adult benefits to Lego. I'm sure I can talk about later, but um, oh, please. The yeah. other transition for me was then how do I go from adult fan to professional builder? And that happened. It kind of fell into my lap at first. I mm-hmm. um, got featured on a fairly prominent Lego blog, the biggest Lego blog in the world, um, which got me a ton of attention. A lot of people who hadn't heard of me before that point um, found my work and my, uh, you know, talent that way so before, somebody, that before
0: you go further yeah when was this and I, I know we don't have a visual reference but what piece was it when did this happen oh, and what piece was it that got you okay uh, yeah first?
1: so this was this was 2015 or 2016 so uh first couple mm-hmm. years of college um okay. and the the piece that you know got attention um on this big platform actually was a series of pieces that i had designed in sort of a a lego uh like you might call it a lego set style um where mm-hmm. the creations were designed to emulate like an actual product that you could buy um you right, know with, right, with, like right. play features and different characters and all these crazy you know uh creations that were like a suite and worked together if that makes sense mm-hmm. um and people thought that was cool and so those got um those got a lot of attention but um it was a lot of dragons i love building dragons a sort of a medieval fantasy um world yeah. that i created in these, in these products. Mm-hmm. So I think because of the exposure that I got in there, somebody approached me about doing um, a Lord of the Rings creature, uh, the Balrog, which is this big fire demon thing, you know, because of my uh, expertise with creature building. And, you know, uh, he was saying, oh, I, you know, I'd be happy to pay you for this, of course. Um, And I was like, great. You know, I never thought this might happen. (laughs) Um, But that, that commission, that commission went very well. And Mm -hmm. the client was very happy with it. I was super happy with it. I really enjoyed designing it. And, you know, thereafter, some stuff started to happen here or there. Coworkers wanted, you know, a gift for their friend or, um, you know, people reached out to me more on my social media. Um, Another coworker of mine at the time encouraged me to, um, you know, really start pursuing this as uh, something I can make money doing. And the person who is now my wife, uh, she convinced me to to get on Instagram with that very sh- shortly mm-hmm. after I met her. She was like, you should have an Instagram for this um, sign that I picked the right person. So yeah. anyway, I know she, she's so supportive and amazing. Um, I I don't know. It, it, it grew and grew and continued to, um, you know, just uh, continue getting work. And then um, I also started working with another Lego artist, a friend of mine, very close friend of mine named Bruce, who um, brought me on board for this enormous project and continued to bring me back for some other work. So it was kind of just a progression. But I,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: uh, I looked to the uh, that first commission. Obviously, that that changed everything because I was like, well, this is something I love to do, and pe- people are willing to pay me for. That's amazing. Um, since then, you know, I've spent a lot of time uh, just, uh, setting myself up as, as a business really, like, um, Mm -hmm. become, I'm a legit, I'm an LLC, you know, I'm, I'm a real business. Um, I have my incredibly, uh, carefully crafted website. Um, I've got my blog, I've got my social media channels. Um, you know, and, and I think, I think that I've built a really strong brand that appears, early in search results when people look up custom lego creation your lego commission Mm. or things like that which has also helped me get a lot of business and then of course being on lego masters was just uh, you know blew the lid off
0: absolutely absolutely um so going back just a bit sure i know when we sat down and you had um, showed me some of your pieces a lot of them were um social commentary when did that kind of come along like like transitioning from just making pieces to like, okay, I want to make a statement with these pieces.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I'm glad you remember those pieces. They're some of my very favorites. And um, actually it's, it's, it's a, it's a, a I guess a subject that I, I really, I really would love to do more social commentary stuff. Frankly, I'm, I'm so busy building stuff for other people at this point. I don't have as much mm-hmm. time to express my own artistry and my own unique point of view uh, beyond just my interpretation of something for a client Uh, at this point uh which is a a great problem to have you know in terms of making a livelihood of doing what you love but um those pieces uh frankly i think the i think the uh um the idea behind them kind of came to me i used to work at a uh, an la fitness which if you don't know is like the 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 rodent's den of of gyms it's the worst (laughs) place ever never go to one um this place was so bad to work they've like turned me into an anti-ambassador for their for their company um but i was you know sitting at the front desk bored out of my mind and just starting to doodle these little like you know cell phones as characters and i thought well this is so Mm -hmm. cool um building pieces of technology and lego is is fun you know and to capture real life details is always fun for me but um the idea to make them more cartoonish and to then layer over um just ideas about you know my commentary about our relationship to technology i don't remember mm-hmm. exactly how that happened or when i decided to make that choice rather than just oh here's a cute little cell phone guy dancing around um right. but it just it just seemed apropos i mean um once i started to think about technology you know i started to think about all the a lot of the negative um a, a lot a lot of the the vice like relationships that or, or, um, dependencies that we have on technology. And I wanted to Absolutely. explore that a little bit. Um, that's something that matters a lot to me. I, you know, uh, try to be as cognizant as I can as someone who uses social media to promote his business and his livelihood about, right. you know, separating responsibility. Um, responsibility and, and most importantly, I mean, this is something I learned the hard way back when I was an actor is that I'm not good at um, separating my, my personal um, sense of self and self worth from other people's opinions of me—that's that's, that's, a, that's just a struggle I have in my life. Um, doing and it I feel like that's actor.
0: that's even bigger in artists, yeah, especially exactly. like being an actor.
1: Oh, it, being an actor, it, it's almost impossible because you basically go in there and you are the product, and it's so hard. Man. It takes a lot of mental discipline to say, "I am giving them a product, but I am not the product." You know what I mean? I'm presenting a full Mm. version of myself that might match up to the role or whatever, but that's not me. You know what I mean? Their indictment Mm -hmm. or their judgment of me is not a judgment of me. It's a judgment of my product. It's easier to separate when I'm presenting a Lego work because that is literally something I've built separate from myself. Like here this is. And also responses have been pretty favorable to my work. So (laughs) I don't deal with a ton of that, but nevertheless, all that said, social media is dangerous. Um, it's necessary in our, in our modern time for any small business. Uh, but it's dangerous. Mm -hmm. And I do, you know, think about that a lot and try to limit myself. So, um, these works were another commentary on that. And, uh, just something I felt like I at the time really wanted to express.
0: Yeah, no, those, those always stuck with me because it, 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 it's all art, but like, I don't, uh, I don't know if people haven't seen, it doesn't matter, but like it, 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 I would say it's under it's undervalued in the artistic aspect of it. Like it really like those things should be somewhere on display somewhere. Like that's just my personal opinion.
1: Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I mean, the thing about the Lego medium, uh, it's very playful and that makes it extremely easily accessible to people, which is a real virtue of Mm -hmm. the form Mm -hmm. uh, that Mm -hmm. people can kind of get lost in. Wow. I feel like a kid again, looking at this, this is so awesome. This is like blowing my mind. Um, but, you know that the, there is a really. Um, as a result, I think people sometimes look at it as a, a childish medium, which
0: yeah is, I, I can I can go
1: ahead. It doesn't have right. to be because well, you can make real statements about it. I think to um, there's a really famous Lego artist uh, Nathan Sawaya who's one of the uh, one of the biggest names in Lego art, uh, and he recently put out a series of uh, of creations to. Um, Raise awareness around endangered species. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it can be turned to that medium, but um, it, it, it's hard to um, bring people into a, a sophisticated um, message with this really playful, bright medium sometimes. And I think also a lot of the reason that I love doing Lego is because it's so lighthearted and fun and positive. And, and that's what um, I was
0: going to say. I could see it, it as it being like an escape for a lot of people. A lot yeah. of people may want to get into it to get away from some of these things. These exactly. may not be the things they want to right. see. So I could see that right. being an issue as well.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of a, um, it's, it's, it's a, it's almost like a provocation to, to use Lego for something that's um more of a, commentary. and you'll find a lot of times, I mean, just the, the way that it's like you say, the pe- people are in this community for fun, you know, that that's, this is a hobby right. for most people. And, uh, you know, when you raise a political issue or anything like that, sometimes people are like, why, why are you here? It can be divisive, um, you know? uh, But frankly, I think, you know, all of us are um, uh, all of us who have a platform are responsible to use it for, for good and for positive social change Mm -hmm. in my my opinion. And um, that's one of the reasons I've been so vocal about, you know, the black lives matter movement and about um, Mm -hmm. white privilege and things like that, that, even though I'm a Lego artist, you wouldn't necessarily put those two <laughs> things together. Um, I do have a platform and I think it's my responsibility to, you know, in moments like this or in uh, right. times when I can make a little bit of difference to, to, to use that.
0: And I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so I, and I think you kind of touched on it, but, and this is just for, for me to kind of get up to date on things. The last yeah. thing I remember you doing, and I'm sure you've done more amazing things since then we'll talk about it, but you worked with, um, I think some, they were, at that time, international architectural firms that had not done anything in the States before. Um, right, but yeah, right. tell, tell, tell me about that experience and what you did, because I, I remember, so, like, just from the outside, talking to you, that seemed to be, like, a big turning point in your career. Yeah,
1: this is, or, this is that job that I mentioned earlier that my friend Bruce brought me in on. Um, mm-hmm. I, I met him totally by chance, Bruce. I went to uh, Bricks LA, which, you know, is a Lego convention that occurs annually in the, I think is mm-hmm. um uh, i don't remember exactly where in L- the la area it was but it, you know right. um and he led a seminar on you know uh like professional lego building which of course i was so happy to, to sit in on right. and afterwards i was just like hey you know you seem really cool uh, i'd love to work together sometime if any of the after the application uh, ever the opportunity arises And he was like totally cool and then like you know a month later i got a text or call from this this Bruce person being like hey I actually might have something I can bring you in on and it was uh like you say it was a project for the uh Dwell on Design Expo um in I think mm-hmm. it was uh, would have been 20 2018 2018 I think um mm-hmm. early 2018 uh this is a an annual it was at the LA Convention Center it's like an annual like design and architecture and interior design like a uh convention for that uh dan brun architecture which is uh he's a he's like an internationally recognized artist uh, originally from israel now in la um he was in the midst of building a house a new residence for himself which was also going Mm -hmm. to function you know function as a couple of different things one uh you know a space in which he could uh demonstrate his form to guests you know being like you know come over to my home like you can see sort of what my kind of design is like um, also, he just wanted a different space. Um, I think he was, he'd been living in a house he wasn't that happy with. Um, but it also, you know, one of the ways he was able to fund this project was that um, he worked together with a company called Bone Structure, which is a, a Canadian company, that um, their, their whole product is basically doing metal framing for houses instead of, say, wood framing. The virtues mm-hmm. of that being that it's lightweight, that it's uh, ecologically more friendly that, um, you know, you don't have to do any cutting on site. Everything comes kind of pre-packed. It's like like an erector set for that structure. Right, right, right. Very cool product. And um, Mm -hmm. Dan Bruin's new home, which was called Bridge House, because he built it to span the property that he got. It had like a little divot in it, like a um, a brook or something. And he built the house to go straight across that, which was really cool. Basically this Mm -hmm. long, thin house made out of bone structure from the vision of Dan Bruin architecture. So Dan, reached out to my friend, Bruce, who's also a Lego artist, um, commission artist, about doing a Lego model of the house to display at Dwell and Design. But he wanted something that was really eye-catching and enormous, a 17-foot model, which in Lego terms is completely staggering, gigantic, huge piece. 17 feet is in a dimension for, um, you know, for something. I mean, the house was, thank God, the house was mostly like a bit, it's almost like a pencil laying down. I mean, obviously it's not Mm -hmm. that that boring in shape, but it's long and thin. So 17 feet as the longest dimension, the house was probably about three feet tall um, versus being like a, you know, like a 17 foot cube, which would have been a whole other endeavor. Um, But 17 (laughs) feet is enormous. Uh, The model ended up being about, you know, who knows, but over a hundred thousand parts, you know, hundreds and hundreds of man hours, um, of design and assembly, we actually had a whole team of people. Uh, who mm-hmm. last couple of days, week or days, we had to bring in like all these other builders to just help with the literal construction of it to get it done in time. The time the turnaround was absurdly tight. It was it was disgusting. Um, but that project was huge. It turned out super gorgeous, super polished. Actually, a little too polished because across the room people didn't know it was Lego because it was so it's very modern architectural style. And then people would look at it and you don't expect something to be that big made from Lego. People had to get close up. Right. And go, oh my God, this is Lego. Um, so that was <laughs> right. really cool. Uh, that was a really in, amazing project to be a part of. And, um, it taught me a lot about you know, uh, working working uh, on a brick project in a team, it really solidified Bruce and my working relationship, and we've collaborated on several projects since. Um, but that was that was a real, just insane project from the the size to the timeline to the reception. It was it was like it was like a, you know, some crazy dream.
0: I remember like the next week, I was just telling people like, "Yo, did you this guy? You don't know who he is, but he built yeah. this like 15 foot Lego thing, and it was like amazing." And it was just, yeah, because it, it was, it was, because this is when you kind of broke it all down to me around this time. Like, yo, this guy is making a career out of fielding Legos. Yeah. Like, and he wasn't even, right. he was going to school to be an actor and did it. So, yeah, that, that's when everything really like clicked out. So, like, oh, this is like an amazing story. Um, yeah. and I've been trying to follow yeah. it ever. Like, it, it, it really is. Like, I mean, I, I grant, like, when we're in it, and I'm sure you know how amazing it is, but like, when we're in it, we don't see it, but like, this is like, from the outside looking in, like this is a... a. I'm watching a movie, and from somebody that like writes and all that, I'm like, I can see this the literal story oh, right. arc in all of this. Well, it's amazing you to ever,
1: watch. If you ever want to acquire the the life rights, I'm sure we'll be able to negotiate something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will hold yeah, you it, to it, that. um, it has been a little crazy. You know, the the whole path. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, things are still still developing. I just did um, uh, personally my first uh like you know, um, five figure commission. Um, just recently I I wrapped that up. That Mm -hmm. was a, that was a huge, uh, first, you know, and, um, obviously the kind of direction. not a
0: bad time to do it either.
1: No, not a bad time to do it. Exactly. (laughs) Obviously that's the direction I want my, my art to continue to go because when, when you get commissions that are of that magnitude, they can, you know, really Mm -hmm. make this into something that is um, sustainable and can support my, my life, not just be a, you know, Mm -hmm. the world's best uh, side hustle. You know what I mean?
0: Right, absolutely. So, um, shortly after that is when you graduated and you left and you moved to New Hampshire.
1: That yeah, roughly thereafter, I um, I lived in LA for about a year after graduation, and that was um, that was the same time when we were doing the Bridge House project and things like that. But then my uh, my then girlfriend got accepted to. Uh, a physical therapy program in new hampshire and mm-hmm. i decided to move with her because i loved her and i wanted to continue to be with her and a mm-hmm. uh, good decision again because you know a couple months later we got engaged and then mm-hmm. we got married actually just about a month ago um so i'm really glad i made that decision and it was a great growthful time for me and a big time and- too for growing my my lego business because i was kind of mm-hmm. You know, uh, extracted from all of the bustle of LA and I could really hone in on this thing that I loved and wanted to develop.
0: So two things there. One, I I think um, as somebody that's still trying to pursue a lot of things, you you made two good points in that one statement. One, sometimes being away from all of the the hustle and bustle can be great, but I mean, you said it earlier, it stuck with me and I always wanted to double back to it. Like I think people underestimate how important it is not only the support system you have, but the person that you are with, if they don't support yeah. you, not even if they're not able to support you, if they can't see your vision or trust in your mm-hmm. vision and then support you. like I would imagine, because I'm not married, but I would imagine there's nothing better than having that person in your corner every day. And I think a lot of people don't yeah. understand that, especially in towns like this where a lot of things are, and it's not just here, but like a lot of things are like based on image and perception. And I think sometimes people have the wrong priorities and qualities that they're looking for in a person. And I know for me, I've learned the good and the hard way about how important it is to have the right person. I just, you know, I I definitely want to touch on that because I, I believe that that plays a lot into just your, your, your environment in general, but I don't think there's anything more important than the person that you choose to spend
1: every day with. I would agree with that a hundred percent. Um, I think the thing that, um, you know, uh, is makes, it makes your art sustainable. If you have a life around your art that makes you happy and keeps you supported mm. and keeps you up, um, rather than, you know, and that's one of the hardest things about being an artist, I think is that so many of us, um, from a young age were, you know, taught to buy into the mythology that you have to be miserable to be an artist. And that's not true at all. Um, You, you kind of have to lead a, in my opinion, you have to lead a healthy, balanced, um, and, and secure life to be able to, Mm -hmm. um, to do art, you know, because if you're, I don't know, um, miserable all the time, that's, that's no way to live, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and you're, Maybe maybe you'll make some art, but it's it's not going to make you happy. Your life isn't going to be happy, Right. and I don't think that's right. sustainable. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. It's it's um, yeah. No, no. Because I
0: I think if we look back historically, historically, like for some of the greatest artists, if they did not have that balance, they may have shined bright, but right.
1: the it didn't last yeah. that long. So exactly. I, mean, I think like, you're like, making go great go works. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And I I I want to I want to be doing this for a while, so wow,
0: yes, yes. I'm
1: glad that I have such a wonderful support.
0: Oh man, that's amazing! I'm happy for you. So so fill me in because the rest of this I've only seen from afar. So so kind of I mean, we've touched on everything, but but tell me what happened once you got to New Hampshire to get you where you are now and all the things that have
1: occurred. Okay, well, um, in New Hampshire, I continued to to build, grow my business, you know, um, work on. I built my website when I was out there. That was a huge deal for me. Um, but the big, the big thing that happened when I was in New Hampshire was, of course, uh, being on Lego Masters season one. Uh, this, they, and it showed that was new to America, but had been in a couple other places in the world, notably uh, the UK and Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, had had Lego Masters seasons already, so there was a little bit of a precedent. But also, this was the first American season of the show. Basically, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's a reality format um, building competition, you know, where uh, Mm -hmm. co-produced by the Lego Group and Endemol Shine, Fox, Tuesday's Child, Plan B. Um, So it was um, I I, I got on the show. The path to getting on the show was kind of crazy for me um, because it was so long and so this like (laughs) winding more so than a lot of people who ended up getting cast actually because i Mm -hmm. was both scouted and applied pretty much day one that these applications were open you know there were a couple people who you know applied right away there were a couple of people who were found sort of last minute because lego masters had a very i'm sure they had a very clear picture of what demographics they wanted to hit in the cast and what kind of um energies they were looking mm-hmm. for i mean casting is it's a it's a multi-layered process of course um yes but they also were very interested in me and in my work uh frankly i think that you know all the theater training and the um uh the the, the cultivation of my my out ofgoingness mm-hmm. and my uh camera readiness as it were were really uh they really served me in, in getting on the show on top of my the quality of my work and um and the mm-hmm. versatility of my portfolio to that day, to the time that uh I applied um so i applied and initially was going to apply with my friend bruce but he got taken away on another project that was um you know precluded him from participation in the show because uh, there was a time conflict so right. you, you know we were told or expected to apply in pairs because this show as you saw was was mostly um you know pairs of of, of people um mm-hmm. and i so i couldn't apply with my friend bruce then the show put me together with this guy named tristan who's still a friend of mine but he Mm -hmm. ended up and we were a great fit we were like super on the same page great energy bouncing off each other great fit um and i think casting was really happy with us Uh, but unfortunately Mm -hmm. tristan well fortunately for tristan but unfortunately for him getting on the show he uh has worked in the lego model shop before. And I think they saw Mm -hmm. that as too much Mm -hmm. of a conflict of interest or potential Uh. optics kind of situation to have someone like that on the show. So Tristan was yanked away from me, you know, and I was very sad. (laughs) Uh, But then, you know, they flew me out to casting final uh, solo. You know, there were, there were two days of Mm -hmm. casting finals in LA. Um, I was one of just a few people they brought out without a partner, but uh, you know, it was through that process that um, i found Christian and, you know, he and I had actually sort of known each other through the Lego community a little bit beforehand. But our friendship and our partnership was um, facilitated by the casting people. Um, and then, of course, blossomed when we were on the show uh, into a real brotherhood. Right. Uh, and, yeah, so down to the wire, down to the last minute, I was still like, I don't know. We'll see what happens. And then Christian and I mm-hmm. both got cast. And that was, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, um,
0: man
1: yeah i know uh then you know being on the show was a whole other experience i mean that was such a unique once in a lifetime kind of um opportunity that i was so happy to see mm-hmm. that really was it was it was it was surreal at some points i mean you uh i don't know if you love to watch reality tv yourself but you, you know those moments when like they're like okay so the person going home is and there's this big pause you know what i mean you're like oh right. do they really do that right. in real life and they actually <laughs> do they actually do that oh, part, <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, "What? For a <laughs> this is crazy!" But being in that moment, watching it with your own eyes rather than watching it through a mm-hmm. screen—it's—it's—it's it's, it's insane. It's—it's it's completely unreal. The—the the scale of the production was just enormous. I mean, there were like, basically like 11, 10, 11 cameras running at all times. You know, on the floors, oh, right. and the techno rig, and like all this crazy stuff. The—the the food was really great too. Um, we oh, got great imagine. crafty and great catering, but it was just insane. And, you know, to be, to be the talent in a shoot like that, it's, it's completely surreal. Um, it was such a privilege, such a pleasure, um, but also like, you know, the most intense experience ever because of all <laughs> the pressure that I was putting on myself right. to always execute, right. and do my best every time. Uh, and that, you know, by the end of, of Christian and my time on Lego masters, I mean, we were, we were pretty burnt out just from the amount of, stress that we were putting on ourselves to, um, to try mm-hmm. to accomplish at this level every week uh, in such limited time, you know, uh, but it mm-hmm. was that, that all said, you know, obviously I wouldn't have traded the experience for anything. It's one, it was amazing. And I met some awesome people. We've made a real family, the members of the Lego masters cast Two, you know, I it, the show has accomplished everything for me that I could have dreamed because my main reason for right. being on the show was to promote myself and to prom, promote my Lego artwork. And now uh, you know, my my um, business has really grown as a result of being on the show. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, also the other cool thing is that I've made so many great connections with uh, not just, you know, Amy and Jamie who were our uh, brick masters is what they call them. They were judges from mm-hmm. the Lego group. You know, they're senior designers right. in Lego, but also all of the other Lego designers who watched the show, they all would like watch on, uh, they had big watch parties every week in the office in Denmark, which is super super fun and super wow. cool so now they all know me and know my work and as somebody who you know aspires perhaps to one day work for the company directly as a, as a model designer uh-huh. that's you, you couldn't have asked for a better introduction i think uh, christian and i got very lucky with our edit and with the kind of feedback that we received uh very favorable mm-hmm. um on the whole and um really couldn't be happier with how the experience went
0: yeah, so it's like your community definitely grew tremendously and it probably closed the distance between you and some of your, your longer term goals. So that, that's amazing. That's right, and exactly. the, the one thing I was thinking about, I, I can never find this interview, but I, I was listening to this interview at some time um, and I was living in Texas and it was Robert Green and it was right before his book Mastery came out and he spoke to all these odd jobs he had before he decided to to become a writer. And basically what he was saying is like, the culmination of all his experiences led him up to where he was supposed to be. For you, it, it's it's been pretty much just two things, just you know, well, two main things: uh, acting and and then this. But like you said, the even though you chose to step away from acting, like that preparation helped you to probably get you right. there and then Absolutely. probably make it through that process. Yeah. So it's that's just exactly a, that right that, it. that journey is important
1: it's funny because when the when the show got announced coming to the us and the applications opened up i was like this is insane because this is the opportunity i've been preparing for my whole life without even knowing it you know and and that's that's really when it's like opportunity meets um readiness together and and it happens like that oh um also super cool um just speaking of, of um things you never thought would happen like the way like life Uh, i mean i got to i got to go on be on the ellen show because i was part of it that
0: was that was my next thing i saw that so i I just actually saw that on your site
1: yeah yeah i um in in the um lead up to lego masters the the i think there was a you know kind of a um cross promotion you know between lego masters and ellen and they selected Mm -hmm. me as the cast member they wanted to have involved in this little segment they were shooting which was so fun and um you know whirlwind of a time got flown off to la again and like shot this thing mm-hmm. the next day, and then flew back um but that was that was completely you know insane and <laughs> really fun and you know my my uh my wife at she was like being on ellen's like a bigger deal than being on lego masters i was like yeah you're right <laughs> like it was a it was yeah. a great thing to, to get to say that i've done you know, I
0: can't think of a bigger, like, I want to say daytime, but almost like just show, right? Like yeah. a, fly, a TV you know, right. show like that. Like, that's huge.
1: It was a huge yeah, show. Yeah,
0: man. Well, you are definitely putting it together.
1: Um,
0: yeah. I don't want to hold you too much longer, but I, I do want if before I let you go, just any thoughts or any advice you may have to anybody that's just trying to pursue a dream right now, um, yeah. you know, imparting yeah. words.
1: Totally. Um well, I'll go back to things that I feel like I've, I've touched on. Um, one is that you have to make the rest of your life support your art. You know, your art can't be, um, it can't exist on its own. You have to make mm-hmm. the rest of your life supportive and happy and um, and all that if you want to really be able to do this sustainably. The other thing is, um, you know, keep keep on you know, doing what you're doing, but be aware and be cognizant of times when the universe is offering you something, uh, because those opportunities are there. I believe those opportunities are there for a reason or those, um, you know, it, 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 synchronicity is there if you know where to look. And if you invest right. your time and energy into something that'll all come back to you in ways you may not expect, but you have to be on the lookout for those opportunities to be able to take them. Um, I would say also, you know, invest, invest in mastery, uh time and energy to make yourself really good at this thing um hard as it can be to you know survive and then thrive in in the field of the arts or anything that's creative like this where there's such competition and so many people who have a shared dream um, you have to be able to set yourself apart and investing in, investing time and energy into being as good as you can possibly be at this thing is going to um that's also going to you know have rewards down the line and and, you know the investment will pay itself back and then some in my opinion i mean uh this is something that i've done countless countless hours of and it's on my mind all the time uh Mm -hmm. so i i really credit that to um enabling me to do the quality of, of work that i do you know i i don't have any delusions about the fact that my work is of quality because i know enough about the form to make it of quality you know what i mean right um you can't you can't just be like oh i'm going i mean you got to start somewhere don't get me wrong please follow your passion follow the thing you want to do but understand that it's going to take time and energy to get to um a level that's that's going to make it um you know pay your bills
0: sustainable Right? right 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 yeah
1: um, All right, man. Well, yeah, I think, I, I don't know. Those are the things that come to mind. Just, just follow your no. heart, do what you love, you know, don't let people tell you that it's, that it's dumb or that it's, that it's idealistic or that it's, um, uh, unrealistic. Just do it.
0: Yeah. All right, sir. Well, I appreciate, like, I really appreciate this. Cause I, this is, I, I was geeked about this conversation.
1: Yeah, totally, man. Glad to see you again and, and glad to catch up.
0: Same here. Same here. Well, I will, um, I'm going to text you afterwards, but you know I, I appreciate you doing this.
1: Thanks. Yeah. Good to see you, Anthony, and uh, my right. pleasure to be here.
0: Thank you. Talk to you soon. All right. All right, guys. Um, that was a really interesting episode. That actually did really mean a lot to me because as a kid, I really did love Legos. And as most of us are told, a lot of things, you're supposed to, as an adult, set aside childish things, as they say. But... I think what supersedes that is the, the love and the passion that you have for something. And if you do have that love and passion for whatever it is, as he said, go after it. Um, know that it's gonna be difficult and you you have to master it, whatever it is, but don't abandon your dreams, especially in times like this, because you know those same dreams can be the things that can be the safe space in hardships and when you're going through things. But hopefully you guys got something out of this and we will see you guys again next Monday with a new episode and Sundays on the audio drop on all of the streaming platforms. Till then, you guys take care of yourselves and each other, and I will see you guys next time.